You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're so glad that you're here with us today. It's August. It's the second week of August. We're just chugging right along uh, as the summer, dare I say, starts to wind down. Not yet, though. You're still enjoying the summer. And we're glad that you've taken some time out of your summer uh, to join us here for today's episode. I'm your host of the show, Amy Johnson. I'm also the lead correspondent over at AHLReport.com. And, of course, I'm joined each and every week in the studio by my wonderful co-host. He is our president, founder, and editor-in-chief, and his name is Rick Stevens. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing good. Canada. It's August. It's World Juniors time. It's World Juniors. <laughs> we just got finished uh, the Helenka Gretzky tournament. Canada took the gold medal, and just naturally moving right into World Juniors. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, so we are going to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, have no fear. Patrick Williams is here. He's going to be joining us in the second segment for a new edition of the AHL Hot Stove with some uh, interesting stories from around the American Hockey League. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep this uh, essentially, other than that, we've got a little bit of Laval Rocket news, but really you're going to keep it kind of short and sweet to let everyone get back and enjoy and soak up all those sun rays or as much World Junior action as, as they can, uh, you know, while the while the beautiful weather is still with us. For sure. Um, on the Laval Rocket front, really the only news that uh, is is out there this week is two new additions to the staff for the Laval Rocket. The first is uh, that. A new assistant equipment manager has been named. Uh, his name is Jean Huynh. Uh He was uh, an assistant equip- equipment manager with the Trois-Rivières Lions in the ECHL last year. Uh, they've promoted him up to Laval, Rick, and it looks like he'll be filling duties at the AHL level now. Very nice. Uh, uh, a little bit of restructuring there. You know, our buddy Eric Levesque moved on to other opportunities and and so a bit of shuffling, and uh, uh, there was a space to fill. That's right. Um, and then um, Peter Abandonado decided that uh, he wants to play and be the locker room attendant. Is that, am I reading that right? No. 
Uh, no. <laughs> well, it's an abandonado. It's another abandonado. Yeah. It's um, Staz abandonado. Really? It's, that's what his friends call him, Staz. Anastasio. Anastasio abandonado. The older brother mm-hmm. of Peter abandonado has been named as a locker room attendant for the Laval rocket, which is... Handing out chewing gum and towels. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess help, I I don't know, maybe with Eric Levesque leaving, maybe they're, maybe whoever took over as the equipment manager doesn't want to set the locker room up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it'll be, it's it's an interesting uh, hiring. Um, it's not one that you normally see as much as kind of an official role like that. Um, so we'll we'll see how all that works out. But Team meal down the corridor to the right. That's, that's, that's the job. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me where the meal is and I'll be there. That's, that's for sure. Uh, and of course we will keep everyone apprised on any more Laval rocket news. No more signings right now. It's, it is that kind of that time of year when all the GMs, all the coaches, you know, everybody's yes, they're focused on rookie camps and training camps are just a few weeks away, but that means they've got to squeeze all those vacations in right now. So we expect it to be pretty quiet on the, on the roster front uh, for the next couple of weeks, but any still need a video coach. They, well, we, yes, we hope so. We hope for Marco Marciano's sake that they still need a video coach. Um, That would be, that would be very good since, uh, since their video coach, Dan Harvey was promoted to uh, the Canadians uh, with, with the, current video coach for the Montreal Canadiens or former video coach of 25 years uh, stepping down from that position. But have no fear. That doesn't mean that we don't have hockey. As Rick said, the Linka Gretzky cup uh, just ended. And now instead of it being kind of evaluation time for December's world juniors uh, to begin, we're launched directly into things in Edmonton um, with the 2022 world juniors. We talked about this a bit last week with which Habs prospects would be playing. Uh, But Rick, as of today, puck has officially dropped on the tournament and things are underway. One game in the books, uh, the Czechs. Uh, beating the their biggest rival, the Slovaks, uh, or at least their, you know, their their country rival, five mm-hmm. to four. Um, Slovaks up two nothing early on some shaky goaltending. Well, it's summer hockey, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, then four straight goals uh, uh, from the Czechs. Slovaks came up uh, with two of their own, tied it up late. Uh, the Czechs scored uh, to win the game five four. So kind of an exciting game for uh, the opener. Absolutely. The tournament opener. And uh, Team Czechia captain, Jan Mishak. Uh, he was getting involved there as well. I know he had at least one assist on the day. Um, and uh, we were actually uh, recording this podcast for the for the end of uh, the game, so didn't get to catch the last period or so. But um, great to see Jan Mishak. He looked strong out there in, in, in the first half of the game that I got to watch. Um, and it'll be fun to watch him and the rest of the prospects the rest of the way. In fact, um, you know, on the rest of day one today, we'll see um, Oliver Kapanen and Pateri Nurmi representing Team Finland uh, later on uh, in the evening. And of course, even though the Habs prospects aren't playing, Team USA will be a, will be a, a always a must-watch game uh, late uh, Tuesday night as they take on Germany, and then Canada takes the ice for the first time officially in the tournament tomorrow on Wednesday. But Rick, they uh, they had a, a pretty exciting showing in their pre-tournament game on Monday night. Against Sweden, a little bit of a tune-up game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I 
it was a four one a four one finish, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Joshua Waugh up there on the top line, um, which was uh always fun to see for Habs fans. They like to see those prospects in those in those key positions. Uh and Jan Meshak with a goal and an assist in that game. Excellent. So um, yeah. Goal and an assist. We like the two-point start, uh, Mr. Meshack. We like that a lot. So uh, plenty for Habs fans to be excited about this week as uh, Meshack, Pateri, Nurmi, and then, of course, we know uh, as well that for Team Canada, we've got Riley Kidney and Joshua Waugh participating as well. So five prospects to keep an eye on this week in addition to just rooting for your favorite team, and uh, it'll be fun to uh, to watch it all unfold. Mm-hmm. All right, I promised this first segment was going to be short and sweet, and I'm sticking to my promises. Uh, But don't go anywhere, because we've got Patrick Williams coming up after this short message from our sponsors at DraftKings. Uh, Patrick will join us here in the studio with uh, some pretty interesting and fun things to talk about still happening right now in August around the American Hockey League. We're going to talk a little bit about Coachella Valley. We're going to talk about Calgary's brand new AHL affiliate. We finally have a name and a brand for them, uh, as well as some familiar names that uh, that uh, are coming up in big headlines around the American Hockey League. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And welcome back to the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, If you have not done so already, please make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. Uh, We are here, as you can see, each and every week, all throughout the offseason and, of course, during the regular season as well. And we don't ever want you to miss an episode. We'll have uh, some exclusive interviews coming up and and all sorts of great content for you. So be sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you are... Whether you're a new listener or a longtime listener, uh, really the easiest way, if you enjoy what we do uh, here at the Press Zone each and every week, the easiest way you can show your appreciation and help us out is just by hitting that share button and sharing our podcast on your social media platforms. Uh, We really appreciate that, of course. And Rick, before 
we open mm-hmm. the door and allow Patrick Williams uh, to come in for the AHL hot stove, you have an amendment to make. Well, we like to correct our, our mistakes. Uh, the It was a 4-3, not 4-1, 4-3 final can over Sweden in the pre-tournament game, the World Junior game. It was a 4-1 can uh, uh, win over Sweden in the Halenka game. So just to make that clear. So many scores to keep track of. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, so a very uh, pretty tight game between Canada and Sweden in that last uh, pre-tournament game on Monday night. So Canada will be playing for real on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes, it is August. Yes, the World Juniors are happening right now, starting today, as we uh, as we just talked about here earlier in the show, which is still weird to say. Uh, but yeah. Despite the fact that we are deep in the summer, it does not mean that we will not be without our special guest, Patrick Williams, for our bi-weekly edition of the AHL Hot Stove right here on the Press Zone podcast. Patrick, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to be back again. I think yes. there were more kids in that, in that greeting than there are um, <laughs> in the arena in Edmonton right now. Roger's place looking a little empty. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit uh, for Czechia versus Slovakia. Um, friends and family, literally. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Um, it is always good to have Patrick Williams back on the show, of course. Um, and, you know, yeah, just because it's August, just because everybody's, you know, hockey's kind of on their unspoken, unofficial kind of vacation period doesn't mean we don't have AHL things to talk about. Um the one thing I will mention that we don't have news on at this front, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick, is that there, the three open head coaching positions in the AHL are still open. There hasn't been any movement there, uh, and those those positions still mm. remain unfilled, correct? Uh, that is correct. Uh, Hershey, which obviously is one of the really prime um, coaching positions at any time in the AHL, um, Scott Allen was promoted up to the Washington Capitals, uh, so that's still underway. Um, the Tucson Roadrunners, uh, which has kind of been for a while, Jay Verity had gone over to the Detroit Red Wings as an assistant coach. Uh, and the last one is sort of not official, but uh, uh, Ryan Warsawski, as you know, was first reported by uh, colleague uh, Shane Payne uh, of San Jose Hockey Now, uh, who has uh, who had that story, and uh, I have every reason to believe that he is correct. Um, and so, you know, assuming that comes to pass at some point, uh, the Chicago Wolves, Calder Cup champion Chicago Wolves, I should add, would therefore then need to make a coaching change uh, or at least a replacement in that case. So, yeah, we're, we're fairly late into the summer for to have that many openings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I do think it's, some of it's a function of the, the calendar being being skewed, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the Carter Cup finals didn't even end until the end of June. So sure. everything's a little bit thrown off uh, from, from, from normal. Well, the one thing that we talked about uh, two weeks ago when you were last here on the show was, uh, in fact, uh, we were talking about the new Calgary affiliate and, and their move from being uh, the Stockton Heat back to Calgary full time now. And I 
believe Rick had even asked you the Calgary what? And and the answer was, we don't know yet. Uh, and sure enough, not long after uh, our show dropped two weeks ago, um, the news came out that uh, the Calgary Wranglers will be uh, debuting this fall. Um, just a really really terrific uh choice of a theme for for a team there in calgary uh sticking with the 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 calgary flames color scheme uh the logo is a nice clean look also a kind of a paying homage to to the calgary flames with their simple uh flaming c logo this is kind of a a fiery w um so patrick what can you tell us about uh about the calgary wranglers well, it's um, it's a name in tribute to the old um, Western League team uh, that played there from I believe '77 till 1987. That was by the same name. Um, uh, the logo is not exactly the same, but sort of uh, you know there's it's it's reminiscent of it. And um, if you if you notice too, there's kind of a a tribute to the Atlanta flames within that logo, yeah. the two flames at the bottom, um, kind of a direct, uh, directly pulled from the original Atlanta flames logo. So, uh, they were very much in a, um, kind of a, a throwback frame of mind with that, that new logo. And, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it looks great. Um, uh, it'll be great to see them in, in the, the red and gold, um, much like the, uh, the parent club. um, Stockton, the Stockton Heat had kind of, they were still in the old um, Calgary Flames previous look uh, that, that went away a couple years ago. So uh, this will all be sort of updated and um, should look great uh, once you put them on the ice. Rick, it's pretty exciting to to see. You know, we were talking about all of the things that they could go with and we, we were hoping that they would do something sort of, as a as a tip of the hat to to kind of the the fan base there and and just the culture there in in Edmonton, um, I think they're probably going to have some pretty exciting theme nights for the Calgary Wranglers in Cal the Cal <laughs> in Calgary. We we don't want to upset uh, the the rivals of of Edmonton for sure, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun um, and uh, and having them. Um, back on on Canadian soil, and and uh, I, I think it's, this is going to be a real um, an opportunity for fans who who um, you know want to support their uh, their AHL team and and may not be able to get into to see a Flames game. This uh, this is uh, this is going to be fun. I project this will be a pretty popular team with fans. I think I could see fan base buy buy in pretty quickly. <laughs> for sure. Um, speaking of Calgary, uh, Patrick, uh, they have, uh, procured themselves, uh, quite a, quite a player, uh, with a pretty familiar name. Yeah. Uh, Brett Sutter, um, son of one Daryl Sutter, <laughs> very, uh, <laughs> well-known figure around the Calgary, uh, Calgary scene. Uh, he had been with the Ontario Reign. He, um. He signed with the, the Wranglers on an AHL deal. I think he's likely their next captain. Um, I'd be actually shocked if he wasn't. Uh, he's a very well-established, highly respected um, figure around the American Hockey League. Uh, it's going to be his 16th season. He's played 974 AHL games, um, which is, especially in this era, is incredible. I mean, guys just don't stick around that long generally, but uh, it's ninth most in league history, which, you know, you look at that list and most of those 
people on that list are from kind of the the earlier days of the American Hockey League when it was much different and it was far less development oriented and, and you could be with a team for five, ten years. Uh, so for him to kind of been kind of such a figure um, for such a long time, um, he's uh, been a captain uh, with with two different clubs, uh, most recently the Ontario Reign. Uh, so um, he should be an excellent um, uh, influence, I think, with, with that young Calgary Wranglers team. Uh, he was a big part of what the LA Kings had uh, with Ontario, with, with with all their prospects that have come through in the last number of years. Um, you know, I, I, over the last couple of years, I've spoken a number uh, of those prospects of the the coaching staff there, and a lot of times, even without uh, bringing up Brett Brett Sutter, his name would come up right away as as just a, a really respected influence, uh, somebody that that that. Um, Excellent leader. So I, I, I think it, 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 it makes great sense. He'll be great for the community. Great guy is kind of uh, one of the faces of the team. And you're adding him to, to a, a roster, the Stockton Heat roster, that is still relatively intact uh, for the most part. Uh, there's been some losses, but uh, this was a team that went to the Western Conference Final. And uh, for my money, gave the Chicago Wolves their, their, their biggest scare of the playoffs. I mean, uh, they took them to six games, and, and so you have a team that's, you know, now you've added an, another piece to that roster. So I think right off the bat, in, in going into Calgary, it makes uh, it's go- going to be very important to have a competitive club and a, a team that can definitely win some games in addition to developing players in order to build that fan base. Uh, and I think a guy like Brett Sutter is definitely a step toward that. And what a nice opportunity for a franchise new to the city to be able to mm-hmm. celebrate that thousand game mark, that milestone sure. sometime uh, during the season. Yeah. And fairly early, it should come in uh 26th game of the season. So somewhere I believe I looked that up, it'd be somewhere around late November, uh, somewhere in that range. So, um, you know, fairly early that you can start to drum up uh, the marketing hype and mm-hmm. the, the promotion uh, pretty early on. Um, so get fans kind of in, in, into that frame of mind early and and just start to build that. I mean, you, it's always an uphill battle uh, to be an AHL team in an NHL market. But as we've seen with uh, teams like Toronto, Laval, um, the Chicago Wolves, who are kind of their own little thing, but um, different clubs have shown that it is possible to find your, uh, to make your mark and to find your own little niche uh, and, uh, it should be, I think I agree with both of you that it should be a really good fit for, for the, the, the Calgary hockey scene there. Well, and anything you can do to make coach Sut- coach Sutter happy would be, <laughs> would be a bonus as well. It is funny because, you know, I, I've known Brett Sutter for, for quite a while, obviously with him being around that long and, you know, he's, there's elements of him that you can definitely tell are he's a Sutter, but on the other <laughs> hand, you know, he's like, He's different, right? Like, you know, he's got a lot more of, um, he's a lot more verbose. <laughs> he's a lot more, <laughs> I think a lot more easygoing. Um, Wouldn't take much. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> he, uh, he's a very good interview. <laughs> which I think we can fairly say. Uh, is, this is a bit of a difference. 
is a bit of a difficult uh, uh, time with uh, Daryl Sutter, although as we've seen, Daryl Sutter is a heck of a coach, which ultimately is all that really matters. But uh, yeah, that's Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Brent Sutter is uh, kind of like I think you know he takes after his 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 mom a little bit, and um, (laughs) in that sense, and (laughs) not quite all of Dad's personality. Well, you just mentioned um, AHL teams that are in NHL markets. Uh, you were mentioning the Toronto uh, Marlies being one of those. And anyone playing in the Eastern Conference would be well familiar with Rich Clune, uh mm-hmm. and uh, announcing his retirement this summer, um, but not leaving the world of hockey just yet. Yeah, um, he is going to stay with the, uh, with the Leafs as a uh, development coach. Um, it's a kind of a natural fit. Uh, he was almost in, in, in some ways an unofficial in, in that role unofficially the past year or two. Um, but he's going to make that transition now full time, uh, hanging up the skates. He's a, he's a local kid from Toronto. So obviously, uh, you know, that works on that, on that end for him. So, uh, highly respected captain. Um, obviously I think anybody that knows his story, he's, he, you know, he had, Definitely had some challenges during his career. He was able to overcome them. And so I think, yeah, he'll be a great influence for some of those younger guys. He can relate to them. He's uh, he's only 35 years old, so he's not that much older older than most of them. So um, I could see him definitely going down. He'll have some different options, I think, but uh, to possibly go down that coaching path uh, if he chooses to do so. Uh, so you know, him along with Jason Spezza with the Leafs, uh, kind of two notable Retirements, both of them going into the uh, hockey management side of or hockey ops side of uh, of the game now, uh, and um, yeah, I think it's great to have those players stick around and pass along some of that knowledge and that institutional know how that they've built up for over so many years. Definitely. And uh, now that he's um, you know moved away from his playing career, we know for certain that his last game. Uh, he had a fight in his last game, which seems kind of mm-hmm. appropriate against Scott Sabrin, uh, a tough customer for for uh, the Senators. So, kind of a, a story, sort of a storybook ending to to his career. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> go go out, kind of doing what uh, you know. That was one of his calling cards. That yeah. was yeah. what helped get him in um, into the game, and, and then you know, eventually, then you you have to earn your keep, you know, in other ways, but, um, yeah, he's one of kind of the last of those, uh, throwbacks from that, that era. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was a character. Uh, he was always a u- unique interview, always, uh, very frank, very direct. And, uh, uh, he's one of the more unique personalities I think, uh, that I've seen come through the American hockey league in, in, in a number of years. Finally, just kind of as an an, an anecdotal uh, kind of thing that you know we're seeing, we've seen some some interesting scenarios happen this summer with player signings and player movement and whatnot. And you mentioned how you know there's a there's a few coaching vacancies still open, and we're getting kind of late in the season for that to be in the case for be mm-hmm. for being the case and for planning and whatnot. Coachella Valley is is. Uh, the newest franchise that's going to debut uh, in the a- AHL this fall. 
Um, and they've barely even got guys signed to their roster, Patrick. But you uh, made note this week on social media that they've already lost one of the guys that they signed. Yes, yeah, Samuel uh, Buczak, a forward, 23 years old. He had uh, led the uh, Slovakian league uh, in scoring this past uh, year. Um, he was actually one of the first two signings Coachella Valley made uh, last month, uh, him along with Ian McKinnon from the Providence Bruins. You know, there was a fair amount of fanfare that came with that. So, you know, that, you know and, and that Coachella Valley team, they, there's a lot of work to do on that roster just because – um, they shared the Charlotte Checkers last season uh, with the Florida Panthers. Uh, there's not still a, a ton of draft picks in the pipeline yet that are eligible to turn, uh, you know, to play in the American Hockey League. So they are kind of relying on, on some of those AHL signings. Well, Buczek just uh, decided to make a detour uh, from... <laughs> beautiful Palm Springs, California. Uh, he's instead going... Uh, to the KHL, so uh, so much for being the uh, one of the first two signings uh, by the Cruchella Valley Firebirds. Uh, he's chosen a different path. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess we all have decisions to make in this uh, world. Um, I don't think it's the best move from a career standpoint uh, to uh, sign a contract and you know, a few weeks later say, uh, yeah, never mind. I, uh, I'm taking a, another opportunity, uh, especially one I think is more or less a lateral move. This isn't like, you know, um, I signed in the ECHL and all of a sudden now I got an NHL offer by some right. chance. Right. Like, you know, I think in those cases people might understand, but yeah, this is just more like, eh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. So <laughs> I don't know. I, Very interesting. Yeah, just I, just of note, he's represented by um, one of the smaller agencies, the Winners Hockey Agency, which is based in Moscow. Um, ah. Has us, yeah, m- that represents many of of the KHL. It has a couple of NHLers in uh, uh, Artemi Panarin and Vitaly Kratsov, but uh, this is uh, an agency that looks to be promoting the KHL. Uh, so maybe that's that's uh, part of it. That would well, answer some questions. Probably. Uh, wish them well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I just think uh, for for players that it's it's going to be a difficult season. I think over there, you know, obviously there's a lot of instability right now uh, globally, and uh, you're just a hockey player, right? And you get caught in the middle of that. I don't know. I mean, that's. To me, it seems a little bit of a risky move to take, but I guess we all have choices. We all have choices. Same agency that represents Kenny Agostino, and we know oh. that, that he's left the AHL and gone over the KHL as well. Very, very. It is a it is a business of uh, relationships. You know, I think mm-hmm. we've all earned that through the years with hockey. That yeah, uh, those relationships definitely. Uh, um, you start to piece them together and yeah it's that's different that's for sure (laughs) it's different (laughs) well one thing that isn't different with one thing that we can always count on is every other week patrick williams joining us here on the press zone for the ahl hot stove always plenty of interesting information anecdotes all that good stuff uh patrick we thank you very much 
for joining us again this week. And we look forward to seeing what kinds of uh, fun stories you have for us when you're back in two weeks. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, Rick, it might be August, but uh, Patrick Williams always comes through with uh, some some fun and interesting and, and kind of just great trivia kinds of stories and, and anecdotes and whatnot around around the American Hockey League. And it's always great to have him here on the hot stove. Well, all three of us busy at work, but we're having fun, too. We have a great time when we get That's together right. and, and chat hockey in uh, August and uh, and it'll be even more fun once the action gets going that's real that's true there's never a bad time to talk about hockey ever um and so uh before we send you on the way just uh always of course want to make sure that you're also subscribed to our sister podcast the canadians connection podcast which comes out every saturday that's hosted by rick stevens and michael spinella Uh, i actually get to sit in and guest host uh in michael's place this coming saturday uh, so I'm sure Rick will have a very exciting and interesting agenda mm-hmm. waiting for us. So tune into that and subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast at canadiansconnection.fm. Um, also be sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash allhabs. Uh, there I host a weekly uh YouTube show called Habs Hockey Report comes out every Thursday. If you missed last week's show, I highly invite you and encourage you to go watch it. Um, I, it's Fan Appreciation Month for Habs Hockey Report on our YouTube channel, and I've I've given you details in last week's video. I put a call out to Habs fans to send in videos of your Habs collections, whether it's uh, the way you have your entertainment room decorated, whether you have a collection of jerseys or gear or hockey cards or pucks, no matter what it is, maybe you have a collection of autographs, maybe you have a collection of photos, um, whatever that is, I give you details in last week's episode on uh, how long the video should be, where to send it, uh, and the deadline, which is this Friday, August, I want to say that's the 12th, perhaps. August 12th uh, at 11 p.m., whatever Friday is. I can't think of it off the top. At the 12th. Okay, Friday, August 12th at 11 p.m. Eastern is the deadline, uh, and you get all the details on how to send that in by watching last week's Habs Hockey Report on our YouTube channel. So check that out at youtube.com slash allhabs. And Mm -hmm. it's World Juniors Week. That's fun. It's very fun. Uh, We really hope everyone uh, in the midst of all of your summer activities gets a chance to enjoy a bit of an unusual time to watch the World Juniors, but the World Juniors uh, exciting hockey action nonetheless. And uh, Rick, thanks so much for for a great show today. Uh, Thank you. Thanks to Patrick for being here as well. And we will see all of you again next Tuesday right here for another great episode of the Press Home Podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.